Hey, Teddy. It's me, Erica. <sighs> Ryan's so different from all the other guys. I really... Uh, I love him. He's different. He's nicer. I, oh, hey, Ryan. <laughs> hey, what are, you, what are you doing in here? Why are the lights off? Uh, um... Uh, I was just preparing for... Th- Is that one of our kids' stuffed animals? Yeah, um... Music! Pictures podcast where we are going to watch every single movie. Every single movie. It's becoming more daunting with each episode. Released by <laughs> New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. Can you wash me? <laughs> and Erica. <laughs> Gross. And joining us for this episode, we have a very special guest. He is the co-host of Good Times Great Movies podcast. Help me uh, in welcoming Doug McCambridge to the show, everybody. Hey, Doug. Wow. All right. Doug. I liked, I liked how you basically just said, help me. I mean, help that me. Was, help that's me. fine, too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Mark and Erica will just sit there silently while I clap, mm-hmm. and it just feels mm-hmm. weird. It feels awkward. Um, okay. We're big fans, of course, of your podcast. We've listened to many episodes. I can't say we've heard them all because you guys have been a podcast for a long time. Seven years. Seven wow. years. Yeah. That's Seven great. Years. 2015. Years. Somehow. I mean, I think it's because we kept to an every other week schedule. So just watching basically three hours of movies a month, like we can do that. And then, <laughs> right, and then talking right. about six to seven hours a month about them. So sure. So sure. Do you do you have a vacancy on your podcast? Because like <laughs> Wow! Our schedule is exhausting. Smooth intro into the job pitch right in front of us. I'm saying that is a schedule I can get behind. No, I I know a lot of podcasts that do every week. I I could not imagine trying to do that. I mean, yeah, it's a nightmare, Doug. Yeah, yeah, we we, I'm loving it. Yeah, I know. Like. We we have a Patreon. This is not a plug, but we did a bunch of bonus plug content it, for friend. that. Plug it, friend. Plug it. It just became. I was like, "Why are we doing this every week? Like, I this can't. Is, it's it's ridiculous. Is, you this, should not do this. Yeah, like, you we, really we, shouldn't. Like, we don't have like a Patreon you. for that reason. We look. It's take. We do every yeah. week, and it's a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I don't can't imagine adding two more bonus episodes a month no. for like. I mean, yeah. Can't and what are you going to do? Switch to Canon or? something like that like, right the bonus we also don't have a patreon because we review movies like the pit uh first of all you get the goods on I, the main I, feed yeah, everybody exactly. right. no, that's yeah. this so, is this is patreon gold like if you had a patreon 
I, I couldn't imagine anything better to discuss than this movie and make people pay for it. That's right. You get this for free, everybody. Just remind yourselves. Now, quickly before we do start yeah. talking about uh, the movie for this episode, just tell us a little bit quickly about your podcast. Just let's, sure. Let's um, let, let the people know. Yeah, I mean, it is an 80s movie podcast. We we don't go prior to 1980. We don't go beyond 1989. And we the premise was to choose movies that had to do with the time of year or holiday or whatever. We quickly threw that out the window. That was just too much work on my part to be like, I don't know, Arbor Day? And I'm like, I don't know, there's a movie called The Forest, so maybe we'll just do that. Oh, so no, yeah, it, and I listened to that episode. That is oof, uh, oof, oof, uh, oof, oof, that is yeah. So it really has Ghost just kids become, in the forest, and oh man, so much stuff going on in a, that one. Just a dad in a rocking chair in a cave murdering people. Um, <laughs> but so an interesting double for this one. Oh, uh, kind of. Kind I mean, of, there are shades of. of the forest in yeah. here. Uh, it, it really has become a podcast that is an excuse for uh, my co-host and I to watch movies that we've always heard of but have never seen. That's it. I mean, it's yeah. the most selfish reason to do a podcast, <laughs> right. but that's exactly what this thing is. So, oh. you know, I mean, we cover things that that everybody knows. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about RoboCop and sure. The Money Pit. I don't know why those two came to mind, <laughs> but... <laughs> It's more. It's more Kid, fun to dig through. You know. Yeah, it's more fun to dig through some of. I think I really think it is because just looking up the pit and trying to find images for social media, it huh. was all the money pit. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. How, yeah. This is yeah. no offense, Tom Hanks. This is so much better than the money pit. This yeah. is amazing. I really I got a lot of I, armpit stuff too, and I was like, wow, what is my Google armpit, history yeah. saying oh about me? Listen, you got What's the algorithm doing on, on you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to go. Yeah. Quickly, uh, you've also done sure. some New World uh, movies, and I may have left a couple out, but I just want to say, Doug has also talked about Hell Comes to Frogtown, yes. Forbidden World, Flowers in the Attic, mm. No Retreat, No Surrender, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and Mark and Erica, Soul Man. Oh. oh. You went there. You went there. You did <laughs> it. You went there. You yeah, did it. We did. Yeah. That's brave. Our most recent episode is House. Also directed by Steve Miner, who I mm -hmm. forgot directed Soul Man. Yeah. Like that guy, I'm just like, oh yeah. Uh, what was it? Nightmare or Friday two and three. Two and house, three, yeah. And Soul Man. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> rough. And was it did he also do like wild horses can't be broken or what? <laughs> he, may have, yeah. he may have done that as well. Yeah. Steve Miner was like, give me anything. Yeah. Give me anything. I'll well, direct it. I don't that's care. That's good to know though for me because I don't want to speak too early, you know, still in development stages, but mm -hmm. maybe he'd want to direct Steeman. It's time to it's time to send him you, the you treatment. had me at he'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so gonna need you for doing anything. Gonna be All a lot right. of dongers in that. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> but we're not talking about Soul Man this episode, thankfully. Instead, <laughs> we're going to be talking about 1981's The Pit. Not that I don't love my son, Mr. Riley, I do. But I've never been able to understand an otherwise normal boy who lives entirely in his own head. Jamie, what are you doing in here? I was just watching you sleep. And we had an incident here with some old lady in the community. 
seeing him swinging in the trees out back with nothing on except some Superman cape or something. He'll grow up. Surely, my dear, but into what? One of those hippies. No, he's not crazy. How old is your boyfriend? He's not normal. He's distressing. I think I'm going to tell her about the things. The secret. Careful, Jamie, careful. I know where there's a huge hole in the ground. Big hole in the ground? And at the bottom of the hole, down in the dark, there's some things. <laughs> we know some awfully nasty people, don't we? Oh, that's the oh, end. That's, 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 that's it. it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Just a lion I, roar or a belch or something. <laughs> oh, I thought, wow. thought someone's food didn't agree with them. It, wow. If uh, if you hadn't seen it already, you'd think there's tons of thunderstorms in 1981's The Pit, which is <laughs> sponsored by Williams Free Library, where we have the horniest book selections for all your kids' needs. Come for the books. Stay for the librarians. <laughs> <laughs> this Pretty month's much. staff pick is creative nude photography. <laughs> uh, this movie is uh, directed by Lou Lumen. Or Layman. Sorry, Lou Layman. No, I, I like Lou Lumen. That's, Lou that's Lumen. a fake I like Lou name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I know. Well, it is Louis Layman, I believe, is his name. He was a writer and a music supervisor on a 70s TV show shot in Canada called Police Surgeon. And later worked in on the seventies. Well, what did it? What, police? what you do? You're just going to gloss over police, <laughs> police surgeon? surgeon? Yeah, <laughs> police surgeon. That sounds amazing. I need to find that. <laughs> yes, agreed. And it Where? is. <laughs> it, it is a. It is basically the 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 police surgeon. They get. The bodies come no, in and they go, we've got to solve like, this. Okay, we've got to solve this mystery. You're saying that like it's an actual thing. Oh, no, no, guys. It's just a police surgeon, you know. <laughs> it's just a police surgeon. They it's just stitch them up and they talk about things and then they move on with life. Wow. I, I say that I haven't seen the show, but I that's my understanding of what it is. We need to all watch this together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when we'll come back in a couple of yes. months to talk about that's police That's for the Patreon commentary <laughs> yes! on police surgeon. Police surgeon Patreon. Your yeah. podcast. We'll do it for your Patreon. Patreon. I'm Done. assuming all three episodes of Police Surgeon will be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than three. It's okay. it's impressive how many wow. seasons they got out of Police Surgeon. Uh, he later worked on the 70s Swiss Family Robinson TV show, and he oh. co-wrote the screenplay for John Huston's 1980 thriller Phobia. Hmm. Um, okay. It's a weird movie, man. That's a really weird movie. He co-wrote the script, but by the way, John Huston hated the script and the only reason he did it and filmed that movie anyway was because he was just dirt poor and he needed money yeah. so he was like this movie sucks but forget it i'm gonna direct it anyway like, and then like, they just they put the movie straight to tv because they were like this movie sucks they didn't release it in theaters so the re- yeah the reason he signed on is alcohol does not pay for itself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so true yeah. i mean if somebody's figured that out please let us know um <laughs> but yeah, so this is what he did. Uh, this is what Lou did leading wow. up to this. And this is his sole feature film uh, and his uh, feature directorial film. 
And apparently... It's amazing. Is that where you're going? Yeah. <laughs> After this, he only does like a few acting credits. Mm-hmm. And then that's it until he passed in 2000. And the reason he gets this, he's actually an American. He's working in Canada. And he's actually works with the DGC, which is the Directors Guild of Canada. And so uh, on the on the disc, apparently the uh, composer Victor Davies said that the producers called uh, the DGC because they needed a, a Canadian director or somebody associated with Canada to, to direct this. And they basically, he was in the office because he's the president. And they went, hey, Lou, <laughs> do you want to direct a movie? And that's wow. how he got this job. The wow. producers had never seen anything he'd directed, never seen anything he'd ever done. And they would never go on to watch anything he ever did other than this. When you say on the disc... You mean this disc, that, don't you? That is correct. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. All right, great. I okay. do mean the Keener right. Lorber oh. uh, Blu-ray. So that is the director. Uh, that's what's going on here. <laughs> this is written by Ian A. Stewart, who was a child actor who went in directing theater, eventually producing, and uh, but this is one of his few feature credits. He apparently directed a whole bunch of stuff for like TV and directed stuff for TV in Canada. And this is one of the few ones uh, credits you'll find on IMDb. Um, he got this idea for this movie from a friend of his who was a ventriloquist working with autistic children and another friend who was a child psychologist who told who told him about a who child. Who was also a secret agent. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Mark, he was a police surgeon. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, I got something for you later on. But, uh, you know, right. right now, let's stick with this. And also, let's cram as much crap as we can in here. Because the thing about this that I found so interesting is just the idea of a pit of, like, thousand-year-old monsters is enough for a movie. But right. these people were like, I don't know, whatever. Is this kid a major pervert? Sure, put it in. Is there <laughs> incest? Yeah, let's do incest, too. Can yeah. we just like hunt werewolves at the end of this? Yeah, let's just have the townspeople go. <laughs> sure. This movie is so packed for 90 minutes. So it's, much stuff. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So uh, his other friend was the child psychologist who told him that uh, about a child who he thought could control. This child thought he could control his own drawings of creatures that he made, mm-hmm. and he could send them after the people that he was unhappy with. And uh, so Stewart combined these ideas for the pit. The originally titled his script was originally titled Teddy. Mm-hmm. This stars, of course, Sammy Sanders Snyder's. Excuse me, Sammy Snyder's as Jamie. Snyder was a Canadian child actor and had recently appeared as Tom Sawyer in the Canadian TV series Huckleberry Finn and His Friends. But he wouldn't do much after this because he actually started learning dance. That was his first love. And that's what he went on to do. He now works as a dance instructor. That's currently what he does for a living. Wow. It's it's wonderful. You should watch the interview with him on this disc. I it's did. It's really great. Oh, it's you did? great. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. You bet. Should he? I, Don't even worry about it, Doug. He's watched it. Uh, you know who hasn't watched it? But I, me. But I agree. You haven't watched it, but I agree. You know who won't watch it? Me. Me. <laughs> this he gets all, me. Doug gets me. He gets it. He gets it. <laughs> you, you watched the movie. That was enough. Also, also starring... Uh, Jeannie Elias as Sandy the Babysitter. Uh, Elias had been in a few Canadian films before this, namely Deadline, but would go on to do a lot of like t- uh, television work, specifically voiceover work, and that's what she still does. She mm. she also writes as well in, in, the, in the interview on the disc. She talks about her writing career, but she has been working 
you know, uh, voraciously as a voiceover artist, you know, since the 80s mm, uh, to this her. day. So, yeah, yeah. doing a lot of that. Here's where you can watch The Pit. It's on lots of places. Roku, Peacock, Tubi, Shudder. Also, we watched it on the Kino Lorber Blu-ray. <laughs> Physical media. They want you to watch this so bad. They're like, let's yeah. put it everywhere. Yeah. Everyone needs to see this. You have no excuse to not watch this. That's what it is. But before we go further, we need to find out what this movie is about. Uh, Mark, let's start with you. What is this movie about? This movie is about sometimes when you do the right thing, there are tragic consequences. <laughs> for example. <laughs> okay. For example. Should a 12-year-old have... A book of nudes in class. No, certainly not. Not appropriate. Was sure. the teacher wrong in taking that away? Absolutely. Could people have lived had she not taken that away? Probably. Because I feel like without his... Without his it sounds like Teddy logic. Yeah. Without his <laughs> material, <laughs> he was left to his own devices, and that's mm. where things went wrong. But okay, again, Mark's a Teddy. She wasn't Mark's wrong. A teddy. Just early, early. <laughs> I don't know, man. This kid is going to escalate regardless. I don't, I don't see that as being I don't, the trigger I don't think, for any of this. <laughs> I think he was fully satisfied with just the book <laughs> but you know i'm up to debate this for the next hour and a half okay so here we fine. go no, here we go right. that's Oof. that's what you're gonna okay doug let's start, let's go to you what is this movie about i don't know it's an adorable film about a precocious 12 year old what do you want what do you want from me He's, he's such a delight. He's such a little delight, the little guy. He does remind you that he's 12 a lot. Mm-hmm. Everyone reminds you all the time. I I only imagine that actress who does voiceover work is like, how many times do I have to take my top off around a 12-year-old in this movie? Like, this is terrible. Can I only do voice work for the rest of my career, please? I felt like she basically said, look, I'll show him one nipple, and that's all I'll show him. That's, yeah, that's all I you will. Get. That's all he'll get. But a long shot. One long <laughs> shot of that nipple. Where you're gonna you'll leave to... it. It's going to linger so long, you'll think, am I looking at a nipple or a pepperoni? Yeah. Right, I, exactly. I'm starting to question this. Yeah. To the, yeah, and then also me to be like, that wasn't what she was wearing when she went to bed. No, like, did she, not, get, did she get changed into something yeah, more? That was my beef. Later? Yeah. 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 That was her walk around nighty shirt and nothing yeah. else. She yeah. has so she, many layers of nighttime wear, <laughs> of bedtime yeah. wear. But you need oh. to put them all on if this kid's around. Like, just yeah. wear a long T-shirt and leave it at that. She's like, this, this nighty shirt is just long enough that I can yeah. answer the door. But when I sleep, I gotta take this off and put on something yeah, way that, more she's, revealing. She sw- she's a she's a, a hot sleeper. She sweats right through that one, so <laughs> right. she needs a lighter one. She changes halfway through the night. Yeah, she's a sweater. It's like my kids. My kids do that, but no adult I know does that. I don't know. Maybe that's what this is who they could become, Doug. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's that Canadian weather. You don't know. You <laughs> yeah, get it. it's, unpredictable. it's unpredictable. It is. It really is. Erica, what is this movie about? To me, it was just, um, it was honestly just like a commercial for how great video games are when introduced into a child's life. Because you know what I noticed? He had no video games. And what did he do? He went out in the woods and played and killed people. So <laughs> had he had video games mm-hmm. instead of books and a teddy bear? And a pet, 
everybody would be alive. So, so you know what? Are you are you working through some personal issues? Pro video game. That's what this yeah, movie was. Working through some issues that yep. maybe you'd made this argument as a younger person, and we're trying to say. It's... Well, I'm not a murderer, Ryan, but <laughs> but if I were, if I was. <laughs> I would say it's because I didn't. Luckily, I had video games, so I'm not. Okay, a there you go. You're Erica, safe. when you there were you a kid, did you have a poster above your bed that had a butterfly and a cockroach on it? <laughs> I did not. I was not allowed to hang up posters in my room. Thank you for oh, asking. Oh, wow. well. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad for you now. <laughs> we lived in an A-frame. It, it, they looked weird hung up anyway. All right. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just at an, an angle. It was an yeah, aesthetic you know. choice. Yeah. <laughs> they just. They my just dangled. Super concerned about the aesthetics. <laughs> They only had tax for the upper part, so you'd always have to bash your face in the bottom part of the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, These are all great, but to me, I have to say, this movie uh, is about that if you have the means, uh, this film is proof that you do not need to stick around to raise a child. (laughs) And and really, you don't even need that much means because you can just hire college students. Yeah. Yes. And then they will raise your kid. All you have to do is occasionally show up for like a dinner. Mm -hmm. And then... You, you okay. raise a kid? Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And if the babysitter, if the college student disappears, you just ship them off to grandma and grandpa's. <laughs> yeah. Like, grandma's problem at That's that point. it. That's it. There's I, other people around. At the end of this movie, I was like, did the state take this child away from his mother? Because they should. Like, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, why is he with his grandparents? Like, we don't know what happened to his parents. I... And they seem so happy to see him. I was like, are you sure that's the right grandparents? Because the parents I've met could give two shits about this kid. Well, they were happy to see him. Have you not been talking to your daughter on the phone? And I'm assuming they're her parents because the dad's parents died 40 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, he's so old. Yeah. He is is approximately 85 in this film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he fucking hates his kid man. Hates he hates, hates him. his kid he hates so his much kid and, and the mom is really upset because in two more years he won't be as attractive mm-hmm. is that what? the ultimate takeaway I think mm. I mean that's what I took from it also she's saying you know he turns the, a, he, I was gonna what? say the dad's kind of the hero of this movie he's the only guy who knows his kid's a piece of shit <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's her mom true. Really, that's really softens really it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to get there in a little bit, yeah, but sure. she softens the way she approaches it with with Sandy about his who he is. And I'm like, oh, well, we'll get there. Let's everything, do quickly. Everything is pretty much, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. So how bad. boys yeah. are. Some boys are different than other boys. It's not that bad. Some kids murder and some boys don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the letterbox synopsis. If uh, you, we are oh, on Letterboxd, okay. so so uh, find us there. Give us a follow if you can. Uh, 12-year-old Jamie Benjamin is a solitary, misunderstood boy in his preteens. Facts. Yep. Correct. His okay. classmates pick on him. Correct. Yep. Actually, they punch sure. him in the face, but okay. Uh, I mean, that kid looks to be about six years older than him. I don't <laughs> right. know how he's a classmate. Yeah, yeah. And that, I don't know that, either. That's, that's still picking on him. Uh, his neighbors think he's weird, and his parents ignore him. That's all true. Oh, that's all that right. is very yeah. accurate. Good job, mm-hmm. They don't so much ignore him as much as they leave town always to never the, be there. Right. Well, the problem is th- this entire town 
thinks this kid's a weirdo. Like, it's not yes. just his yeah. neighbors. Yeah. It's random elderly people wandering the streets. Yeah, think he's yeah. weird. Yeah. But now Jamie has a secret weapon. Deep in the woods, he has discovered a deep pit full of man-eating creatures he calls trogs. Actually, he calls them trollologs. Trollologs. Yeah. Which doesn't match up with the closed captioning. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> There's like eight more L's that he puts in that word that is on oh. closed captioning. <laughs> on the on the closed captioning, it's it calls them trollogs. Huh. Okay. But that's not that may- what he's saying. No. That's because someone no, who did the closed captioning was like, that's that's stupid. That's not what he's saying. I'm gonna correct right. him. This no, somebody me. doing the closed captioning got about a half hour into this and went wait, this kid's mother bathes him and stopped paying attention to anything <laughs> right. else that was happening. Yeah. Uh, to close out, and it isn't long before he gets an idea for getting revenge and feeding the trogs in the process. That's the end of it. But to me, that gets us to what, act two? Because, yeah. I mean, there's way more that happens after yeah. that. I mean, this movie has about five acts, which is very <laughs> unusual. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start There's with our main quote. character. <laughs> it's Shakespearean. That's the bit. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm injured. <laughs> oh, no. I'm injured with that. She's, she's, am, she does not like that. She's I'm, hurting. I'm she's hurting. hurting. She's raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with our main character Jamie who in the beginning of this movie he creeps up to two kids that punch him in the face in school at a Halloween party? An unsupervised outdoor Halloween know. party? Where are the parents? What is going on? In the did you look at anything that was happening in the background? Two of kids course. Were just pummeling, pummeling each other, each other. Yeah. with yeah. I don't even know what, what they have balloons, streamers, I don't know what yeah. it is. They're There's going so at each other. Wishing noises. Yeah. Yeah, also, I mean, what is in those hot dogs? What are they, what are they doing? Yeah. Typically, when Halloween season is in full force, you see Halloween decorations. Sure, yeah, yeah but of course. This town, there's nope. nary a Halloween decoration to be found. Also, <laughs> really, the trees are bright green. So, unless fall was coming really late <laughs> in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. I don't know what party they're at. What is happening there? I do have to say this kid has in his bedroom pinned to his wall is one of those paper skeletons where you can move the arms and legs. But that was the only, and it's, it's not a signifier of Halloween. It's just, he's a creepy kid. So yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I assumed this took place over. I mean, I was going to say summer, but he is in school. But you're right. It's yeah. like spring. What, when is it? Yeah, what is happening? I, was it just like a birthday party where he said, dress up? You know, because I think Jamie, if it's Halloween season that Mark's, uh, as Mark's talking about, Jamie's so weird. That's when he takes the skeleton down. He's like, <laughs> no, not for, not for, <laughs> not for Halloween season. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. I put my, this I put, is my everyday skeleton. Yes. If right. I keep yeah. my skeleton up during Halloween season, that's too mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Then exactly. I'm selling out. I'm selling yeah. out to the holiday. Yeah. And also he's, he's not dressing as a ghost. That kid's getting a full teddy bear costume. Hell and that's yes. what he's walking around in. Yes. Oh gosh. Although I so, did appreciate how creepily, how creepy his ghost was and that he had it yeah. tied around the neck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a creepy but ghost. But just quickly, costume. where are these parents? Where these kinds of parties, Halloween parties, birthday parties, whatever this may be, 
were all these parties in the late seventies and early eighties were they just unsupervised? They were just like guys gather together in a place, probably, and Listen. we will be somewhere else. Yeah, I think I think we all probably saw the ice storm. The parents are just throwing <laughs> keys in a bowl and figuring it out later. They're having yeah. their own party inside. You stay out. Right. <laughs> and we're also young. We don't remember the seventies or eighties. We're young. Oh yeah, we're, we're a very young. Young. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can tell you a lot about the 90s and the 2000s because I'm young and hip. <laughs> the dad could talk to you about the 60s. The just... <laughs> dad yeah, could the tell dad you... was sound asleep. The 60s? He had already... What are you talking about? The, yeah. I fought in World War II easily. <laughs> he can tell you how much he disliked the 60s because it was loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I also really like about this opening scene is that we don't ever learn it's a flashback until we've caught yeah. back up to it. Yeah. Like, there's no indication yeah. that this doesn't take place. By the end of it, uh, it's this opening scene. He throws a kid in the pit. Yep. It says the pit. It flashes to a rainstorm we never get again. Because yep. <laughs> even and, later when he's like, hey, listen. I found this pit and there's these monsters in there. And I'm like, oh, that's who we fed the kids to in the beginning. He's right. been feeding these guys the sure. whole time. Nope. Right. It's a flashback. Yeah. Super cool. So for part of the movie, you're going, are they investigating the missing kids <laughs> or no? Yeah. But nope. Then nope. you catch nope. up and you're like, oh, I see. This was a flashback. Oh, well, I just had no idea because yeah. the film was like, you don't need to know that. I also don't want to get too far ahead, but. I think those cops should have their own show. I think those two guys were angling for some buddy comedy hey, or something. Yes. <laughs> Again, that's the other that's there's so many films that this film is. It is yeah. so many. They've put up a bunch of films they wanted to make and the movie we got was just the circle, the the middle of this Venn diagram yeah. of all these different movies. <laughs> we just got them all. Um so then we learned that Jamie is a bit of a creep. But mm-hmm. we already knew that, and we we were starting to knew that because he obviously threw a kid in the pit. But um, no, we didn't. We doesn't. No, a, that's a we don't violent know that kid, it's him not yet. necessarily a creep. Yes. Okay, sure, has, sure. Like, he has the ghost mask on. But we he, don't know if it's Jamie. No, we don't that's know true. it's him at the very beginning. I mean, I mean, we know it's Jamie. But yeah, like we yeah, don't we know. know it's Jamie. But we do know that he likes the library. Wait, no, he's creeping on the librarian. Yeah, yeah, and he's also been uh, writing on the chalkboard. He's creeping on the librarian. Yeah. I think this librarian, I am not trying to blame the victims in this movie at all, but this <laughs> librarian really has it in for this kid. Like, I don't yeah. know yeah. how much happened before this, but at every turn, this librarian, especially when, I think when she talks to, I don't know, the librarian assistant, she's like, what fucking books did that kid just take out right now? you got to tell me. You better right. tell me everything that he checked out because he's a creep and I'm going to get him. Right? But she's not wrong. No, she she's not, no, 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 the no. The voice she's of reason. Wrong. She's like, she's not wrong, but also, has, Mark, yeah. she's a terrible librarian. How does a twelve-year-old boy check out creative nude photography from the library? Uh-uh. He stole it. That's what the teacher yeah. says. The teacher's oh. like, "I'll bet if you check your oh. records, this wasn't right." Taken. And so, Got can you can you put it, it back okay. on the shelf yeah. quietly without yeah. anyone knowing? Got yeah. It. yeah. Got Ryan, did it. you okay. watch the same movie that we did? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Shit, even I, I had that takeaway. Wow. I was having such a good time watching Tom Hanks try to build that house. I was like, oh, God. Also, Ryan, he's not building it. He's remodeling it. Right, oh. seriously. Oh. What did you watch? 
Well, I also was watching Tom Hanks. He had this he had this woman and she's part fish. And I it's listen, I had a real Tom Hanks marathon and it was great. What movie did you guys see? You were really thrown off. I just watched a bunch of armpit YouTubes. <laughs> There's a lot we don't know about the pits. Uh, so we quickly then after this jump into a scene where Jamie's mom and Sandy, the babysitter, are talking. Yeah. And they cut away to Jamie getting in an argument with the neighbor girl, Jamie getting getting yelled at by the old people. So they're they're establishing that like the whole town doesn't like him. All the while I, I had to watch that be the beginning twice. Did did you understand from the beginning that Sandy was going to be taking over parental duties for an unknown amount of time. No. Or was this just a conversation about their child? Yeah. It's not very clear that they are, she is going to be babysitting. It is definitely not clear how long they are going to be away. <laughs> right. I didn't even know they were leaving. I didn't I, either. Same. That's it. I watched it twice and I thought that they were just friends at first. Right. Like that yeah. was just his mom's friend and they were like yeah. having a chat about. Cause it race. really is. It, yeah. Cause at one point she's like, well, I am uh, studying for child psychology. I'm like, this has nothing to do with babysitting. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever says we're going out of town. Mm-hmm. Now you're in charge of this kid. Yeah. It seems like she's just looking for some, advice and feedback about this demented child she says twice like i because i'm studying psychology i i can work with exceptional children she says that twice (laughs) as a therapist so you're thinking oh they're hiring her to work with this creepy kid to which the dad's just like good luck with that because this guy (laughs) is the worst yeah not saying i don't love my kid but i kind of don't this dad's amazing when he walks in like Oh boy, what a day at the office. <laughs> this kid, I just need to get away. We need to get out of here for a time. Good luck, lady. There's been countless before you. Who knows what happens to any of them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And Erica was watching that scene and was like, is that his the kid's mom? Because when the dad comes in, you're like, those two? Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Are those oh, those two are those are that's a actual couple. That is two people that coupled. And had a child yeah. together? Are you sure? When I was watching this, my wife walked in the room and she goes, wait, they're married? It yeah. was, she was shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this is just the director going, my niece wants to be in the movie and yeah. my uncle want to be in the movie. I'll <laughs> yes. figure this out. Yeah. They said they would do it for nothing. So, right. got to make it Actually, happen. there really is some of that casting uh, coming later on. So, Ooh, he does, uh, we do see some some family uh, cast oh. in this movie. Uh, so, but yes. Really, the dad- it feels like a very, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm not, but I have to, you know, <laughs> pretend. pretend as if you have I'm to pretend sorry. as a as, just um, as a courtesy. <laughs> I, in front of guests, I have to pretend there's some decorum. That's right. That's right. I think my biggest beef with that scene is that this is critical information that we sure. know, we mm-hmm. need as an audience to know to support the rest of this film, because then you're left with like, okay, is he with a family friend or is she a babysitter? Do they know each other? Because it. It really is a lot. It is weird. Yeah. I don't know, though, if it's a beef that I have. I think part of this movie's strengths that it's like, I don't, uh, I don't, like, can't explain anything to you. I don't like, know. Uh, the they're audience like, will fill in all the blanks. Don't yeah. They're like, one woman's beef is another man's strength. They're like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> were they hiring that woman? 
Uh, I, the film, don't know. I am not aware. And that's what's frustrating sometimes because it's such an easy fix. All you need is a scene where the mother opens the door. She's there and holding up like a little thing that she tore off of a sheet of paper saying, hey, I answered your ad. Cut away some weird perverted stuff. And then we go back and they're talking like it's not that tough. to. You hire a babysitter. By putting up a piece of paper yeah. with little tearaway yes. numbers? It's 1981. We don't know. We're too young to understand it's how it used to work. It's 1981. I'm sure this was filmed in 76. You're going to get you're gonna get the best babysitter if they tear away <laughs> from a piece of paper that you put on like a, a, a college just board up there just going, hey, everybody. Ryan, we're going to need you to relax on the details, much like you did for the viewing of the pit. Yeah. Plus, these people are desperate for someone yeah. to watch their kid. That yes. is not other realm of possibility. They would do that. Right. Also, I just feel like with your attention to detail, Doug, are you available for an undisclosed <laughs> amount of time for an undisclosed, <laughs> unavailable uh, shoot date oh. for Steeman? Just wanted All to get right. a light. Right. Um, you know what? I'll have my people yes. get back Ooh, to your call. People. That's a very oh good call. Oh my God, his non-commitment is so intriguing. Now I want him even more. <laughs> By the way, when the dad comes in and hates Jamie, he's he said he's mad at him because he was found naked wearing a Superman cape and playing Tarzan. And I yeah. kind of get it because, I mean, Tarzan doesn't wear a cape, yeah. dude. I mean, you're so yeah. dumb, dude. Like, Don't yeah. mix these two characters. These are two distinct characters. I get why the dad's mad. Plus, this is to show that he's an old man. He remembers those Tarzan serials that he he used to watch. (laughs) He's like, you're screwing with Tarzan. He's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I love that he's down in the basement uh, feeding the animals in his terrarium. Mm -hmm. And his mom calls him up for dinner and says, Jamie... Get uh, get get changed. It's time for dinner. Like, did people change before dinner in the nineteen seventies? <laughs> I, I vividly remember wash your hands, but I don't remember my parents ever being like, "No, you got to change yeah. your clothes." And, and you don't know how disappointed I was because I was ready for this kid to be dressed to the nines. He changed <laughs> yeah. out of one t-shirt into another t-shirt. Yeah, I was expecting. Like tails, like tucks yes, with tails. Exactly. Is it weird that I was hoping he would show up nudie in the Superman cape? Oh, that would <laughs> Does be that amazing. Does that make me a creep? Or yeah. like, like no. Lord of the Jungle? Like, ah, uh, <laughs> dang it, this is not. Mm. Or his parents are cool with it, and they're like, "This is how he dresses for dinner." We yeah. did not expect him to be on the tree in this. Yeah, <laughs> this is his dinner attire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then he got starts getting into a fight because as kids, kids in this town, when they put on costumes, they start fighting one another. Yeah. That's how it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, I think Jamie is a bit hornier than I was at the age of twelve. Oh, because he's pretty yeah. horny. He does the whole yes. drop the napkin on the ground, and well, it's listen, twelve. 13-year-old boys are pretty horny. His plan when that bear's like, hey, that librarian, you know what to do. And I'm like, what kind of elaborate nonsense hoax is this that he has worked out? And (laughs) dropping the napkin is nothing by comparison, but also don't do that, kid. Like, that's really bizarre. It's real bizarre. You almost, and I'm not... I'm not rooting for him, but I'm like, you almost have this babysitter. Like, you're going to ruin it before anything happens. 
yeah. and his dad pulls him up like hey, get out from over there like yeah. as though he has at this point he has acquiesced trying to teach right from yeah. wrong he's like mm-hmm. this is what this kid does he's done it to the last 11 babysitters that we've had in this place i i'm just i need to get away we are leaving yeah. tomorrow morning, <laughs> getting out of town. We are yeah. leaving this kid in the yes. care of whomever this woman yep. is. And it's yeah. shocking that the moment the kid's like, uh, I dropped my napkin. The dad wasn't like, uh-uh, buddy. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not this time. Yeah. Come on. You do this every time with these babysitters. How are you going from like wearing a cape and playing Tarzan one minute and the next you're like dropping napkins? It just was like, it's it's. Well, it's she odd. even seems shocked. Later on in the movie when she finds that nudie mag and she's like, that kid has yeah. this? Like, all right. I guess that's your psych logical <laughs> because he looks, evaluation. Like, he looks like, like a total I don't know. dweeb like they dress him like a dweeb he's got that terrible haircut yeah he does you have know? that haircut like i feel like maybe the parents are almost like <laughs> like accomplices in it sort of because they're like oh well we'll just dress him like a little baby they can't be accomplices hair, like... in it because they have to be there in order to be an accomplice <laughs> and they are never right. there no they immediately leave in fact when they they drop this very subtly, but apparently uh, Sandy is just like one in a long line of babysitters. Mm-hmm. Right, she's one of several that have been through and have yeah. never they never come back. Uh, and Sandy yeah. asks them, so like this is a constant thing that his parents do right. that are like, which is why he as soon as he saw the napkin drop, he should have been like, oh here we go, exactly. no 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 no, yes. here's a new napkin, son. He has to be at these dinners consistently to know that this thing is going to happen. And he's never there. The dad's never there. He's got to be with his, he's got to be with his civil war reenactment group or whatever he's doing. (laughs) Reenactment group. He's like, I remember the civil war. (laughs) I remember this. (laughs) Guys, this isn't the formation we had. You're doing this wrong. Now I was just a boy then, but from my bedroom window, I could see. (laughs) I did some drawings. (laughs) Um, oh, I uh, wish the, I knew Civil War facts that I could contribute. <laughs> I just think this is hilarious. Um, uh, this is a good time to bring up that the screenwriter Ian Stewart actually he writ he had written this movie for the main character to be eight or nine years old, and in fact oh. he had found uh, he'd gone out and and interviewed a- actors of that age in Toronto area, found a few that were that were of. Uh, or were good and thought would be right for the role, and Layman didn't did not look at them at all, and that's when he cast a twelve year old, or rather a fourteen year old, to play a twelve year old, and this pissed off Stewart a lot and said he ruined the concept. But I wow. I go back to an eight or nine year old dropping the napkin. An no, eight or nine year old watching, maybe watching you while but, you sleep. But I but I feel like that wasn't that. I'm sure that stuff was tacked on later. Like, I feel like this movie takes, this movie swings wildly between like serious, like creepy stuff Mm -hmm. and just like whimsical farce. The music that is playing (laughs) when he's murdering people, it's like, Uh, I was like, this is hilarious. And I kind of would rather watch that movie the whole time than this heavy stuff we get at the beginning and then near the end. Like, these are almost two to three different movies just stitched yeah. together. Like, did people think that was scary? Because I, I agree with you, Doug. I just found it uncomfortable. 
I yeah, just no, found it yeah. like yeah. unsettling, but yeah. not scary. But no, just like, at eek. the beginning, I was like, okay, this is a certain movie that I'm watching, and this mm-hmm. is troubling. And yeah. I'm not saying I could watch this the whole time, but you've established a movie. And now you're pushing old ladies around in wheelchairs and there's goofy carnival music playing. Yes. I'm like, this isn't the movie I was watching Mm-mm. before. No. Yeah. And then when the townsfolk all like get together and hunt giant Ewoks, I was like, well, this is a different movie now too. Yeah. It's, so. it's like they did an early edit and they were watching it and they all sat there and went like, guys, this is like a really creepy movie. Right. Well, yes. This kid, you don't know what he's going to do. He's yeah. sneaking in. He's basically stalking his babysitter. Mm-hmm. And it, by all accounts, the feeling of dread in the movie, you're thinking this is not going to go well. And they went, we got to figure out a way to lighten this up. I know. What if we found little troglodytes in a pit mm-hmm. in the forest? Right. That'll lighten the movie up. And the movie yeah. not only has a giant shift in its plot, but it's totally completely changes into being almost a comedy for yes. about 15 minutes there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, they have the montage that yeah. not to mention there's an earlier montage where he tries to get a, a cow to, to call it a montage is <laughs> oh. probably being too, too, I'm <laughs> no. uh, being too generous. He tries to drag a cow and he doesn't. And it has real want, want style music on that one. Cause he can't get the cow. It's, and then he chases amazing. some chickens for like 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, Guess I kill people instead. And if you found him, to steal yeah. that giant hunk of meat, like that giant ham hock off the truck. Yeah. And he yeah. can't yeah. lift it. So then he goes for a cow. Right. He goes, oh, he goes just have like to get the whole cow. cow. And you're like, what? I got to tell you, though, I, I really did love, like, I loved when he's trying to lead that cow. And then the cow just stops. And he, and yeah. at the end, he goes, well, it's probably for the best and walks away. And like you said, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like this is so strange. This yeah. is so weird. And as if that music is supposed to say, like, you are on his side. And isn't this kind of funny? He's trying, yeah. right, guys? And yeah. you're like, oh, oh, you trying to feed those crazy little creatures. But with it just all these continues like, with happening? the old lady. And it goes. Right. But we also then, know he's killed kids already because it right, happened in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. So it's, you know. No. Also, did you, did you guys just, did you guys get any, any indication that, that there was something uh, wrong with Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's very clear. I just never really, I never got any hints that the tralalalas or whatever they're mm-hmm. called were hungry. No, neither did Like, I would never did. have been like, I know what you need, food. Yeah. Because by yeah. all account, they were just hanging out down there fine. completely fine. Yeah. That is a question that they actually raise on the commentary on the disc where they're like, he somehow decides he needs to feed them, even though they seem to be doing fine. <laughs> they yeah. I mean, he does say, I think one of them died, which is a really weird thing to say. <laughs> but after a while, I, I kind of wanted these trollologs to be like, listen, kid, you've been throwing bodies down here by the dozen. We are so full. Take yeah. it easy, man. We've been down here for how many hundreds of years eating, I don't know, grubs out of the ground. You're throwing giant humans at us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Look, we've even eaten all the clothes. I mean, we're just... Right. We can't yeah. go halfway on anything We're not leaving here, anything so we behind. Are, yes. Uh, yeah. You want to you keep this movie goofy? Have them put on the clothes of their victims and wander around town. <laughs> 
This is also when he goes out and goes to the to to the orders of meat to throw at the mm-hmm. creatures. That's when he was like, "Oh, this is multiple days." Yeah, like we. Yeah. This is several days. Then he does like the cow and he does the chicken. Like that's when I started to really go. How long are the parents away for? There's this no. Is... There's no indication yeah. of time. I mean, they left in the spring and then it's Halloween, so it's been a very long time. <laughs> right. They've been gone right. for months. It's so crazy. I'm like, this is going on and on. Like. <laughs> Sandy, like he, her boyfriend disappears, and she's on to another guy already. I was like, I think what she's, is? I, th- I think yeah. she's on to. When you say another guy, I think she's on to some college professor. Yeah, that that's true. Like, that's true. Oh. The, the guy with the mustache. Yes. Yeah. Also, oh, she is so into her boyfriend playing football, but all she knows how to yell is "Go, go, go," yeah. which is a sure indicator that you don't understand yeah. sports. Mm-hmm. At all. Don't understand it, but you are losing your mind. <laughs> she's in those states, like shaking people next to her be like are you watching this it's also a sure indication that they shot her and who and and uh sammy in the stands at, not at the same oh. time they were shooting that game so no, it is not at all it's no. separate totally say- separate so they were looking at a bare field and she was like yeah. go go i imagine this is something people say also i love Sports. that they never established which player was her boyfriend you're just like i no sure yeah it doesn't yeah. matter. Just the just the one that does well that that uh, Jamie is upset with. That's right, when you're like, yes. oh, I guess that one. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, oh. The game ends with the quarterback, I think, just falling down, and then yes. there's a whistle, and it's like, I don't know, game over, I guess. <laughs> Which Sports leads me to believe that nobody on that set understood how football is worked. that yeah. Canadian <laughs> rules football. Is that how it ends? Yeah, and it's one angle. You know, they just illegally shot a football game or paid someone who was at a high right. school football game for that footage. They went through the entire season before the parents came back. <laughs> um, let's get back to Sandy real quick because I thought it was funny that the mom was telling him a little bit. We talked about this briefly, but. The mom was like, he's starting to have a crush on girls, which is not that it isn't true. It's just it is grossly misrepresenting what he's going through right now. Like he is like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what he's starting. Like it is not as it's not cute. It's like intense, you know? No, no. He's he's basically doing some life stalking, sexually Mm -hmm. assaulting or I mean, I guess it's not sexually assaulting, but stalking. I, I like it is. What he's doing to that librarian is insane. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. The scene that comes it's up crazy. later that he has devised. I mean, it's unbelievable what he does later to her in order to get just no, a couple of Polaroids exactly. of her yes. is insane. Also no. noting the time because he had to make a recording and he had to time out what the recording was. He also did it at a payphone. So then he had to know it was a nearby payphone. Yes. He had to get her well, on the phone. Then he had to book it to her house. He then he had to know that. where the recording was. Yes. So we'd have time to know that she was going to be at the window. I mean, she, we all know she's going to be at the window because they said they established that she got. always does her jazzercise just, just right. in a fishbowl yeah. situation. I think there's one room in that house and it has <laughs> windows all around. Right. And also... You said how elaborate this is. It's so elaborate. The bear has to remind him like, dude, we worked all this out. We put in so much time with that recording. Have you forgotten about this woman? And then he's like, oh, yeah, let's go do that. Yeah. He has Teddy has to be like, dude, 
Uh, we we have recordings. We have we have everything mapped out. We had to time it. We and we had plenty of time because your parents have been gone for yeah. at least four months. Yeah. So ample time. Yeah, evidently, the librarian when she gets home, she immediately puts on a leotard. Like that is yep. just lounge around the mm. houseware. Over also, over gotta say, place. didn't know that was the librarian for a very long time. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> you take Me those either. glasses off of yeah. her, like right. that's a whole new character. She <laughs> also had these amazing glasses. I don't know if we're we're not at things we love, but that that like w- where they connected, not at the top of the lens, yep. but at the bottom. Yes. That how yeah. crazy is that? Super cool. Yeah. How I was like, yeah. what are those glasses? That's what and tipped what, it. Out. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because I, you know, I'm just a young hip kid. So what would I? Know? I've never seen glasses like that. And also, what is the weird relationship? Like, why does that girl have to be her niece? Why can't it be her daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I, I why don't not? Know. I know. I know. Why? I like, so... and why? And again, why is the niece staying with her for so long? I'd have to think she's going to school even. Yeah. Yes. But she's just, yeah, you're going to live with your aunt you're and go to school forcing, for a while. Like, you're forcing me to ask questions like, oh, what what happened to that poor what? girl's parents? Like, <laughs> right. what happened? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but to get back to Sandy real quick, when she's, her mom tells her that he's starting to get a crush on, on, on girls. So she's like, oh, does he have a girlfriend? He's starting to, okay, cool. And yet, she just, as we said, decides to walk around the house in just a, a very thin, you know, nightshirt. And agrees to bath time for a twelve-year-old. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, ah. I, I am not victim. I'm not victim blaming at all. No, there are no, a lot yeah. of decisions no. in this movie, like that leotard scene. I'm like, wait. So someone calls you and says, I have your niece take your clothes off in front of the window. And you're like, whatever you say, dude, on the phone. Yeah. But also, I like that Sandy do the line at story time. She was like, I will bathe you. I will get you a drink. I will deal with all your nonsense. But where I draw the line is a story. You're yep. old enough. Yeah. Old enough. Yeah. I do I mean, not need again, to read you a story. He says that he would be under the bubbles in the bath. There are no bubbles in that bath. Nope. Nope. She, she had an opportunity to be like, hey, be like, Jamie, oh Jamie, God. I'm going to yeah. leave. I need more bubbles in here when I get yeah. back. Mm-hmm. She, oh. And she they're just sitting that. there and she's washing his back, ignoring that he is most certainly rock hard <laughs> in that bathtub. I mean. I don't know, though. He, I don't he know. Because that's. He doesn't I, have I any control. He doesn't know what he's doing. But there. There is only one time in this movie that I felt bad for this kid, and it is the whole time he's in the bath talking about his mother bathing him and stuff. Right, and I was like, right. this kid is a troubled child. Right. And this is like like babysitter, you need to call child protective services yeah. right now. This is above your pay grade, psychology <laughs> yes, student babysitter. Right. Yeah, call in the big guns. But you yeah, know, that's psychology my point. freshman. Yeah. I, I doubt she yeah. did more than a semester already. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my point. That is the moment when she was like, Ugh, I'm out. When he was like, yeah. My mommy keeps she, I'm never clean. That's why she keeps bathing me. She's like, yep. Ugh, I'm out of this. Not well, sure, I'll bathe the 12-year-old. That's when she was, like, acceptable. And then he starts yeah. telling her about problems. She's like, ooh, nope, no, no, no. Uh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm yeah. out. I'm like, what? what? But like you said, what I just hurt? love the fact that she's like, listen, you're old enough to read. Now off with those clothes, buddy. Let's yeah. hop in that tub. Yeah, no, I just, it's like, what is, again, I'm not trying to victim shame. I just don't know where she's drawing lines 
of what is appropriate. Yeah. It is all over the place. And yeah. I understand. Well, she didn't say that she was doing well in her studies. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, she's right. like, I am hanging on for dear life. I got to date my professor if things don't <laughs> right. <shape> up. <laughs> she's like, I will work with exceptional children. I won't help them. <laughs> right. Again, when is she? I was watching this first time going, when does she call the parents? It's not at the knife freak out. It's not at him staring at her while she sleeps. Like, do you not no. call him? Go, hey, I don't think just she, wanted to check no, in. She never this, called them. They left she never her. calls them. They left never. They just suddenly they just they just like, show up again. <laughs> they yeah, show up again live. randomly. Yeah, they left and she's like, five, five, five. This isn't even a real number. <laughs> this doesn't exist. You sons of bitches trick me. I've called it 15 times and it's yeah. the same result. Yeah. And it's a bitch because you have to like turn the thing and then it goes back and then you have... I get, I've seen video of old phones. I'm I certainly say, don't I don't know this. I, I don't know how you know what those phones are. Yeah. Oh, His oh dad gosh. used those phones that you used to have to crank. <laughs> yeah. He hold one part to his ear and the other part he spoke in. He would talk to the operator, connect me with the librarian across oh the street. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his dad apprenticed when phones were being invented. <laughs> his his dad called the operator and said, uh, "Just hold my calls. We're gonna be gone for a while, sir. I'm just the operator. Like, yeah, my line. Just for my line. Don't plug anyone into my line. Like, yeah. sir, that's not how phones have operated for decades." <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell was like, "I." See things in your future kid. <laughs> you think so alexander grambo well you gotta get my, my musket run names. out to that civil war <laughs> okay real now quick we're we using to... actual time yeah, like, i don't like think that's alexander grambo inventing a phone during the civil war <laughs> <laughs> all right oh wow <laughs> i think that um this movie has thrown all of our uh, oh. i don't know what's up or what's down because this movie yeah it's no. everywhere the pit. and let's and speak mean, of the pit let's talk about yeah, the pit yeah. real quick because what i love about the pit when jamie brings sandy to the pit mm -hmm. how was she able to see it because other people have not been able to see the pit and the, and therefore well, of, have fallen I mean, into it. We've had a couple in, examples. In of his defense, some of the people, it was dark. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some of the people were trying really hard to catch a football. Some of the people were, some people were, <laughs> were blind, blind in a old women. No, but like, the nighttime the people, the nighttime, those were the kids at the party. They walk around <laughs> it to get to the bag of jewels. It's during the day I, yeah. when the when the well, yeah, boyfriend he falls in. Him in. He pushed that. Right, kid he pushed in. the kid in the dark. I'm saying they seem to navigate the pit. It's the daytime deaths where yeah. they 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 just are going like, "Hey, give me back my bike!" You know, and fall. Yeah. The girl falls in the pit. It's the middle of the day. First of all, kids are stupid. Yeah, uh, so I are think that's one players. thing. They're stupid. Right, yes. Kids and jocks are idiots. Man. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're gonna you're gonna give the movie shit. For people not recognizing the pit, but you're not going to call out at all how impossibly difficult it is to push someone in a wheelchair across a field <laughs> and into the woods. That is impossible. Listen, I don't want to question that because I was too busy enjoying the ride. Yeah, literally, I, literally, I, and figuratively. I thought about it. It the thought entered my mind, and then I went, "Oh, this old lady's going to be eaten by monsters." <laughs> And that was enough to get me through. Yeah. And she never thought, maybe if I just jump off the wheelchair, 
That will or stop grab her. the wheel. She just grab keeps holding wheels. her arms up as though she's on Space Mountain and she's about uh, to go down a big, big hill. Yeah, you you mean the twenty year old in a gray wig? <laughs> on there just doing this. I thought she looked very limber. Yeah, but he, but again, that's when this movie is a comedy, and I it, think yeah. that's when this movie is. That's a delight. Know, maybe a, wrong, that's a real like, montage at its best. Like that's when this movie's at its best is when I'm just going, Oh my God, he's pushing this lady in a wheelchair and she's acting like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Like I was yeah. totally on board with it, that. It stuff. was like a silent movie that his dad could have appreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the train's coming right for us. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> We oh we're we're at the we're at the pit. We sort of mentioned this, but mm-hmm. uh, Jamie has kind of framed the mush the mustache guy that Sandy is now dating. Yeah, yeah, big time. He's got the tutu. He's kind of got yeah. her. So you kind of think. I started to think. Hey, I mean, all right, kids creep, but he did it. He's pulled it off. No, wait, he's got rope. What is he doing with the rope? What are you do? Why are you bringing rope to this pit? You're he, so he they cares, can be free. He cares for these creatures. I, they don't. They don't judge him. They don't make fun of him. They don't punch him. They don't rebuff his bizarre sexual advances. <laughs> <laughs> so he likes yeah. them. He's yeah. an agent of chaos. That he's yeah. just. I mean, that is really when I was enjoying myself. Yeah, and when he brings the rope, I'm now loving my time in this film because <laughs> that's when this movie becomes this third act if you will fourth act whatever act we're whatever. in it's like all of a sudden now we're they're out they're attacking people in the town the townspeople rise up the detectives take over i mean jamie takes a back seat and yeah, i was like he this disappears from yeah. this movie our pro no, not protagonist. Our main character right, <laughs> yeah. disappears for about 15 minutes in this movie. Yeah. And you're saying they're killing townspeople. They're just after sexy teens. It's like, yeah. Yeah. it's so strange. They do have a type. They But yeah, I, I, I have to go back really quickly here, though. Mm-hmm. You breezed over the, the part where he frames the mustache professor. Sure. We're led to believe that he just wanted to get pictures of the librarian's boobies. And then we're supposed to understand that really this was part of a lo- much larger plan where he was going to frame the, the professor from the college for mm-hmm. all the murders that he committed. Was this, was he always setting up like, this is my backup plan. Things go to shit. I've got the tutu. I've got the bike that's over in the, in the alleyway. And I've got these two Polaroids and I know who, who exactly is going to take the fall. I yeah. think he was just, he was always just ditching stuff and it didn't become a plan until his babysitter got killed. Then he realized, oh man, I got to do something because now it's tied directly back to me. Sure. So now I got to frame mm. somebody and how convenient. Oh, too bad. I already killed her other boyfriend. I right. should have let that guy hang around for a while. But then I really think it was like out of convenience or a way to get the cops off his back. Also, I got to tell you, this kid was really smart. The way he talks to that cop and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, it was yellow. Or maybe it's green. And I'm like, this kid's an idiot. And then I realized, no, 
he's playing this super cool, mm-hmm. not trying, just being like, I'm not really sure what it was or what the guy looked like. Oh my God, that guy has so much evidence in his car. It must be him. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah well, no, this is all though. Thing. Isn't this all Teddy though? Isn't Teddy the mastermind over all this stuff? Uh, first of all, listen, I don't know if you think that Teddy's a person. Um, I think Teddy <laughs> is just another Jamie. I, I, listen, yeah. I don't want Teddy to... was a great character in the money pit, and I think I'm getting him confused. <laughs> he kept Tom Hanks company when he fell through the floor <laughs> in the rug. He got stuck. <laughs> no, but no, you're right. I... Then he Jamie disappears when this movie quickly turns into Night of the Living Dead. When yeah. all the townspeople go chasing yeah. after the silver logs. bullet or silver bullet. Yeah. Sure. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I could have seen a whole movie about the townspeople hunting down troglodytes. I'm in on that movie. Yeah. I'm in on this. The cops, these like bungling ass <laughs> cop film. I'm down for that movie. I'm when they just bury the evidence of these thousand yeah. year old creatures that have never been seen before they shot like, them and know. they just dumped just dirt on them that felt like dirt the most realistic part they're of like the we'll movie, just say it was wild dogs yeah 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 it's, <laughs> it's amazing that a bunch of like the... small town people would just be like yeah fuck it yeah, yeah, whatever. thousands of years old bury them yeah yeah let's go we got a farmer's market next weekend like who cares <laughs> they don't they're not worried about it I really was watching this going, oh. all those guys now will be running around in MAGA hats, just like shooting at anything they could see. Right. And, oh, my God. Oh, and my when, God. And when, when the guys on the phone, like, oh, yeah, wild dogs in a pit. We're just going to bury them. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty dumb chief of police. And then I went, no, that's the farmer making this call. That's the farmer, yeah, because he yeah. was supposed to cover it up and have people off his land. Because let's be honest, he was probably growing like hemp, weed, like he was like, I gotta get people out. And the sheriff is like, I just don't want to be embarrassment to other counties. Yeah. So let so he's fine with this. Yeah. Those cops, I don't know what they think they're filming in that I think they're in a high school bathroom. I think that's the precinct with that (laughs) tiling in the back. Their voices are echoing like crazy. And and then the one like rides of the the motorized wheelchair and crashes. It's so slapstick, bumbling, goofy. It's so silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And then Um, all the while Jamie is going off to live with his grandparents. Because There's a whole other movie where his parents <laughs> abandoned him. Yeah. <laughs> right. They've, they abandoned him they... arguably a long time ago. Yes, but this but... is permanent this time. They're <laughs> like, we're done But we never you. have any reconciliation of the parents finding out what he did yeah. or being like, no. this, what are no. we going to do? Nothing. Or we got to, why did, why did he go to the grandparents? Like none of that's explained. All of a sudden he's just like, he's at his grandparents and that's where he's going to live now. And right. now it's time for part two, She Pit. Because oh. we, because Jamie gets his just desserts. I don't know. Was that ending like as wonderfully satisfying to you guys as it was to me when I yeah. first watched this? And I was yeah. like, what an amazing way to end this movie. Like I was having a blast just being thrown in all sorts of directions watching this movie. And I would have honestly been satisfied with whatever. He walks into the grandparents' house and, and, credits roll mm-hmm. yeah. that was so great it was yeah. great yeah. he is so, so happy to have a friend <laughs> he's, he's so, so excited and when he finally gets one they she tosses him into the pit the same pit oh, or a similar amazing. pit and yeah. by the way mark to answer your question the screenwriter Stuart, he said that in his original script 
everything from the slap with the babysitter where Sandy slaps him at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything from that to being pushed in the pit by the girl was all a dream sequence. And in the original script, he would have, it would have come that he w- that he wakes up and he's in the hospital and the doctors explain to his parents that he's not well and the babysitter's there and she's alive and that all of this was just a giant dream sequence and he's in a mental hospital. And I'm like, nope. That's what he thinks is the better ending. I don't no. think so. Totally disagree. No way. Totally no. disagree. Uh-uh. The, the movie ends as perfectly as it could. I think it. that's the whole thing. And then he goes to his grandparents. So he goes from the hospital to his grandparents. And so I still think you do have this ending. But you have this whole thing where it's left like, wait, is her pushing him also a dream sequence? Because we just had a huge right. portion of the movie that was a dream sequence. And that's the feeling he wanted to leave you with. I prefer the finality of like, He's not the only creepy kid. In fact, it's his cousin wonderful. is too, and he's gone. And that's what I loved. And I think that's a good time for us to do one of our favorite segments. Things we loved and things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we loved and the things we hated about the pit. Doug is our guest. Oh. Let's have you go first. What's something that you loved? I mean, first of all, the entire movie. Let's let's just take that out of the way. You know what's something I really loved this time around? And uh, when I say this time around, I've seen this movie multiple times. I really yeah. do love okay, this good, dumb good. movie. Um, I love, I don't know where he's going. I think he's walking into a store. Maybe it's the butcher's shop. And the red-haired girl and the librarian are walking out. Yeah. <laughs> the red-haired girl goes, look who it is clumsy stupid and i was like what an amazingly <laughs> dumb kid insult yeah. i just love it her line delivery is amazing yeah but she's she's really great in this movie like she is cackling that he tries to ride her bike after it falls apart and <laughs> oh, like she's losing yeah. her mind and you kind of want her to die and it's somewhat satisfying but she's kind of my favorite character in this whole movie and what an amazing like jackass style prank that she pulls on him on the bike yeah you know oh, what and i mean the way like he pulls well up on those handlebars it's like this is the fifth take he knows he's really got to yank on this thing <laughs> yeah. it's it's really i great. thought the same thing i thought you over you over in Decks on pulling up those handlebars, but yeah. okay, I didn't I ask. I, I didn't ask up top, Doug. But you said you have seen this before. So when you brought this to us, this was one you were aware of. Yeah, then. yeah. You um, you had talked to me about you know several movies or asked me what I wanted to watch, and, and I threw a bunch at you that I had seen, and you said, well, we did a couple of these, and we don't want to do for some reason. The first angel, you want to start from the back and work your way. We always up. started the we always started <laughs> yeah. the back. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. And I was like, and I even said I was like, listen, I'm willing to watch Angel Three. That would be fun. But I really I've never had a chance to talk about this movie. I super <laughs> love this movie. Like I blind bought this thing on a sill for like five bucks. Sure. Oh, wow. oh yeah. And I put it in a few years ago. I was um wrapping Christmas presents. I'm, I teach college, so I'm home a lot over the holidays so that's my job to wrap presents for our kids and i just put this thing in and i was enthralled like i couldn't wrap a single thing i just wandered (laughs) over and sat in front of the tv for an hour and a half (laughs) so yeah yeah when i when i looked when i looked at the catalog and i was like oh they put this out i was like i so want to talk about this movie awesome that's awesome that's so great that's good to know mark what is something you loved 
I'm going to say the same. I loved this entire movie. I really, <laughs> truly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Like, I, it, it is so much fun. It goes so many different places. It's We've already covered that. Yeah. It's great. But I, I loved all the parts with the uh, librarian. Because there is a richer, there's a tapestry of stories behind that librarian that we never get to see. But I feel mm-hmm. like she's doing an excellent job of letting you know, you, the audience, that like this kid has been the bane of my existence for years. Yes. Yeah. And Forever. I am, yeah. I'm yeah. so close to getting him. So close. But then also she's depressed and terrified of this kid all at the same time. She yeah. is a, compl- a, a complex character. I could have spent a good 10, 15 minutes segment on her alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of different movies in this and that is definitely another movie altogether yeah, too. I, I completely agree. And also, I mean, this movie is, first of all, it's horrible to women, but also the women are the best characters in this movie. Like <laughs> even that teacher, we don't see her a lot, but when the teacher goes running with the babysitter, I was like, Oh, I get, this is a really nice friendly relationship. <laughs> I'm really interested <laughs> in these ladies just talking about this mm-hmm. messed up kid. Yeah. And yeah, it's, and, and talking about the librarian, we didn't talk about the part when she walks into the back, I don't know, office of the library with the book and, mm-hmm. and yep. her face has been photocopied onto a nude body. And yeah. she's so upset. And I'm like, this is a dark, dark movie now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And exactly. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And Jamie's st- in the window watching <laughs> yes, this, watching, watching this. her get his note. Oh. And oh I love really at that beginning. That's like the beginning of the movie where we're establishing that Jamie yeah. is a very dark a creep character, creepy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow. I don't know why that picture yeah. exists of her face being on a body that he's cut out of the nude portraits book. But you're like, this is going to turn into something. Nope. Never does. No. Never no. gets explained. No. Nope. But. I was in, but we just see more harassment. Like you don't <laughs> yeah. even need to explain it. Like, and I'm surprised this woman, when he called her on the phone on, from the pavement, I'm so shocked that this woman isn't like, Jamie, come on. Like, yeah, I know right. this is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what, and Jamie, what, it's you. Just hang on. Yeah. Right. Just, just yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. We know it's you. Uh, Erica. So far, a lot of love for this movie. What is something that you loved? God, I had to dig deep because I didn't love much. But I think uh, here's something that I loved. I love that Jamie owned amphibians because only creeps own amphibians. Mm -hmm. And only a total weirdo would have a frog or a snake for a pet. So I found that very accurate. Actually, he had them in the same terrarium. Same terrarium. Which seems odd to have. Risky. Yeah, you know, frogs and snakes in the same terrarium, or does he have multiple terrariums? I don't know. We I only saw hoping, the one, but I was hoping he had multiple because I was like, I don't think you can just keep frogs and snakes together. I don't think <laughs> yeah, that works. I don't think that's how it works. But yeah, I don't know I much about biology, works. but that doesn't seem good and they're for the frogs. and the fr- they don't have covers. There's oh, no, no covers no, no. to any of it. No. So I mean, I can Plus, see why I don't the parents know where are... they are. They're just the, he keeps them in this black void that he goes yeah. to. <laughs> like it's not I like to in think his room like, or anything. Yeah, it's a really big house, and there's just like extra bedrooms. That <laughs> no, like it's like an unfinished basement. They are that like, he's in. Yeah, because he yeah. runs he's upstairs, just, and they're like 
Keep your frog <laughs> That's in, true. Your, in your snake To get dressed there. for dinner. Right. To yeah. get dressed for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> to change into a different t-shirt for dinner. His dinner attire. <laughs> oh, oh, that striped t-shirt is too much. How about this <laughs> plain 70s brown that I'm wearing right now? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's dinner attire. That's proper dinner attire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I Ryan. hate to tell you, Erica, I agree uh, with Doug and Mark. I mean, I love this movie. I... I just had such a blast about it. (laughs) So there's a bunch of things. The 80s decor and the fashion is amazing. The Mm. velvet lampshade covers. Sandy's football game ensemble of a turtleneck sweater, sports coat, and beige. (laughs) No, this is not the research section, but I did have to look this up. Cloche hat that she was wearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie's t-shirt with a sleeve pocket. Yeah. I mean, sleeve pocket really. I had a real problem with sleeve pocket. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that I had that same bed cover that's on his bed when I was a kid, that blue, like, striped bed cover. I pretty much, I... Pretty so sure they I had still that made one. these in 2007. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love the look of the trolley logs, the yellow eyes. Yeah. They're not shown very often or for very long, for good reason probably. And they showed it just enough for me to go, I love this, especially when they start traversing up and down that, or when they go back down in the pit and they grab the rope and, ru- I mean. They just were these guys, that rope that like they had done that oh, thousands like thousands of times. times. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was they were, oh my gosh! And uh, oh, it was uh, like the most limber Chewbacca I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it yeah. was a really Amazing. cool like yes. run and swing from. That yeah, it was unbelievably athletic. It was great. I love when Sandy calls her football boyfriend and there's a guy walking down the hallway without a shirt and a towel on his shoulder and a beard who looks very much like a middle-aged dude <laughs> that somehow snuck into the dorm and he's like snapping <laughs> towels at dudes and we're like, who is this man? Um, I just, that it's was unbelievable. Um, um, when we when we do catch up to the opening scene, Jamie comes up behind the girl dressed as a ballerina whispers her name and she passes out <laughs> I, I mean, hit her with something I was yeah, like, I, that I, is incredible <laughs> and then on top of that as soon as like she passes out then he holds her and he he, he apologizes that he's about to throw her into the pit which Ugh. is so canadian it, oh, the, the amount of times people say sorry in this. I'm so sorry I have to throw you in this pit, but ultimately sorry. you're not a good person. And that's why this is all happening to you. I need to explain it to so you. Sorry. I mean, that is, unbelievable. Yeah, that is very creepy. We I've talked about how bad this movie is to women, but I hate it when he's picking her up and he's like, you're so pretty. Oh, but you're I know. not pretty. Yes. You're not pretty on the inside. Yeah. Go Good, goodbye. Goodbye, pretty girl. And Go to watch it. this 12 year old struggle to pick up another 12 year old <laughs> was kind of fun. Like, that oh. was kind of entertaining. Watching this actor be like, oh my God, I don't know that I can pick this girl I up. I don't think I can commit to this. Maybe I can <laughs> yeah. do a roll. Maybe I can right. roll her down. Yeah. Oh, dude. It was, so, it's, this movie's yeah. just got too much. Anyway, let's go on to something we hate. Let's go on to something you hate. Erica, yeah. we'll let you go first. Something that you hated. Oh, first. First. Oh, sure. So then everything can be defended afterwards. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I hated it. This movie's a mess. This movie is a hot fucking mess. From the from the picture on the DVD box, which has human-esque looking hands reaching out from the pit. 
Yeah. He's but got he, the Polaroids. He's got it the really, Polaroids. It has he, never, a lot of... he never handed the Polaroids <laughs> to the Tralalala dogs. He I, never handed them down there. You see his crazy eyes. You look see at Teddy's, Teddy's crazy eyes. eyes. And, look how, and look at what good shape Teddy is in. Teddy is in a horrible yeah. shape when we see no, him. He's Teddy's also he's bleeding gray. from yeah. this. I hate that I got tricked because you know this, Doug. I judge movies this by their covers. This tricked you into what? This tricked me. <laughs> it made me think it was going to be something good. I was like, ooh, all right, a bloody bear, like hands coming up out of a pit. Okay. All right. And then it was like, ba -ba 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 -ba, running an old lady through the woods, for sure in a pit. <laughs> it was just, it was too, and we've already touched on this, it was too many things. Yeah. Too many things. And it didn't focus intently on one thing and despite having a tinny count which there we go light hate it had a tinny count it had it had a lot of good things but at the end of it i was like what did i just watch yeah it's my takeaway What's you had my... a hard time because it totally it was so beef. weird and you yeah. were like what kind of movie am i supposed to be scared am i supposed to be laughing like, what is laughing what's happening yeah, and i think I could that, latch on to anything that may be everyone else's enjoyment of it was what you hated yeah. But um, but let's go around and find out. Let's yeah, find out let's for sure. Find out. Doug, let's go to you. What's something that you hated? Oh, that's so tough. I, um, I yeah. Hard, yeah, I had a tough no, time. Take going first. You, you know the thing. The thing that bothered me a lot um, was the overdubbing. Like the voice work yeah. in this oh. is really sure. crazy, and sure. and sometimes it's very jarring. Where I'm like, yeah. it, it, some of these kids clearly yeah. sound like adults, and yeah, it's it's something that's that. True. That's really hits you early on and i guess you just kind of fall into it and you're like all right i accept that's what these people sound like but yeah that's that's one of the rough things about this sure yep. sure i agree with that totally. mark is that your way you hated too no um what i hated what i hated is as as someone and Ryan, you might you might hate this too. As someone whose parents did go out of town quite frequently and left us with a babysitter at the house mm -hmm. for many days on end, I felt like this movie didn't accurately portray what that actually is like. <laughs> for example, <laughs> that's your problem. Oh, no. That's, that's your beef. You hate? That's your beef. Oh my god. This was less like my childhood than I wanted it to be. <laughs> a babysitter never bathed me when I was 12. Jamie Mark's and Sandy don't have Teddy, a single game of, of Monopoly going for days on end. True. Uh, true. They uh, Jamie and Sandy never write a horror movie script. Uh there's a complete <laughs> lack of TV dinners. Right. Um, right. Jamie, like typically when your parents got out of town, you're never allowed to have friends to come over, which I guess in this case actually worked because he has no friends. Right. And right. the babysitter, no matter how much you plead, they will never bathe you. Oh. Wow. I get that. Yeah. So, also, I do have to say... Did like, you guys ever have a hot babysitter, though? Or Well, that's what's funny about Mark's description because I was like, <laughs> God, I mean, I know we did have some babysitters, but oftentimes they were our grandmothers. So <laughs> I'm like... So I don't just just a little hot. Yeah, <laughs> just so so the answer is pretty hot. Yeah. Okay, but younger right. than the dad in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a really hard time yeah. coming up with anything I hated because I wow, really enjoyed nothing? this movie. I know. I was thinking about it. And I was really trying hard. It's got some goodly performances. I mean, they're weird, they're crazy, but uh, it, there's enough confusing elements to keep me guessing. 
there's enough dumb stuff in it that made me laugh. I was kind of into this movie. Um, That said, I guess some of the librarian stuff, like post the initial. Forget it. You loved it. Flat out. Don't nitpick. Never mind. Come on. It's great. I don't know. I really dare the three of you. Let's go into our favorite pit. (laughs) We're going. Let's go into our favorite scene then. Doug, what was your favorite scene? You know what? I really do. The more, the more I watch this movie, (laughs) I really do. I think this movie has such an effective opening. I know we talked Mm. about it and I know we really, really went into it with this movie. Sure. But just the fact that we are watching something that's going to happen later, but it gives us a clear idea of exactly what this movie is about. Like it doesn't build up to, Oh, there's a pit of monsters and we have to wait 20 minutes to get there or something, or there's a creepy kid, I guess, but maybe that'll develop later on. No, this movie, because of that sort of flash forward, it puts you in immediately. These kids are dressed up for Halloween on not Halloween partying (laughs) in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night. You already know that you are in for something that is going to be wild and out of control I love the way this movie starts. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to argue. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. I mean, I would say that it definitely, the opening tells you one part of, or one sure. of the movie of the many <laughs> movies that this movie contains, <laughs> right. but definitely it does set that table very well. Mark, what was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene is definitely the dinner scene. Um, because first of all, he puts, he's got to put on his dinner shirt. Right. Then, for some reason, he's obsessing about how his parents chew food, but that oh, never comes up yeah, again. No, but he is just like, no. "What is going on with the chewing?" Such close-ups, and they're like, "Yeah." And the, and then he drops the napkin. The dad gets mad at him, like, and we already covered why the dad didn't say, "No, no, 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 no. you're not going under the table to get the napkin." <laughs> but when he comes up, S- Sandy looks at him, kind of like, "Hmm, well, yeah. there's more where that came from." And I'm like, wait, what? What is yeah. about to happen? Yeah. She gives and him a, like a like look, like yeah, that, that dinner scene sets up five other plots that are not explored <laughs> at all in this movie. <laughs> a catalyst for many, many unexplored plots. Yeah, uh, Erica, what was your favorite scene? Did you have a favorite scene? Uh, I did not, but one that did. Uh, <laughs> one that I did find extra ridiculous was the couple that goes swimming. Oh, yes. That ultimately gets <laughs> taken and eaten. And here's why I liked it. I liked it because... She, so there's a man and a woman in the water, if you haven't seen it. And the woman's like, come on, let's go skinny dip. And he's like, nah, I'm tired. <laughs> and I was really like, great. what dude is going to be like, yep. no, thank you. Yep. I know my limits. I'm tired and I should <laughs> yep. get out of the water and rest. I need the sun. I need some sun, I'm frankly. sorry, boobies and potential intercourse. Yeah. I'm tired. Yep. So I'm going to go lay down. That scene is hilarious because he goes out in the water. Yeah. And then when she comes out, he goes yeah, back. Yeah, he goes in. back in because he's like, tired. <laughs> and so then he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to lay down. But first, I'm going to turn on some rock and roll music. Yeah. I'm just to going to crank. To. Don't worry. I'm going to crank some Jeff Beck. So if yeah. anything yep, goes it's, wrong, yeah, it's pretty great. To sleep to. And oh, then he man. hears her scream because she does get snatched by one of the, but, by one of the trolls. But he does go to investigate it, which I also he turns the music down. What? investigates yeah. it and he he's like oh no half a second yeah. and then he he's sees, tackled and then he's taken <laughs> it's that, really fun i also love that even though he, she, he shot her down she's still like nah i'm still going skinny dipping yeah yep. she's still <laughs> she's like, but she well. doesn't she does keep the suit on until she gets out then she takes off the top right 
But she's about to go. If she isn't yeah, grabbed, she's oh, about she's to go, go back, back in. in. Yeah, she's yeah. going to go back in. in. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. But yeah, that was my favorite scene. Just because I love that he was like, no, thank you. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, it, yes. I just, it was fun to see the man I, be tired for once. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And I did love that scene. I would say, honestly, for me, the, my favorite scene, and we've already talked about it ad nauseum, so I'll just mention it again, is when he took the old lady and dumped her into the pit and he just dropped from the town through a grassy field, through a a tiny trail. At no point does she ever get anything on him. It's absurd. It's there's plenty of absurd things that happen in this movie, Mm -hmm. but this is an absurd thing to happen. Yeah. It is so ridiculous. The music is like a Benny Hill song. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous. And I, I loved it. I, Oh, also, during that scene, I thought it was an interesting bit of information when he's talking to her and how he's obsessed with that little girl's bike. And he's like, you know, the fact that you told on me and got my bike taken away from me, that right. was totally cool yeah. later. Yeah. Such a gas like, oh, that's what happened yeah. with this bike. Yeah. And that's why he can't stand her. Yeah, it's her fault. He's <laughs> that's right. got in trouble and got his bike taken away. It's everybody's <laughs> fault but Jamie. That's right. <laughs> of course. That's right. Jamie just um, got screwed by the town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some final questions. These are our final questions for the pit. Um, where do I get that old style trucker hat that a guy was wearing at the football game? Did you guys see that? <laughs> it was the only other person they showed at that game. I mean, and it was the quickest scene of that guy. But I was and like, I went, dude, that hat is so great. How can I get that hat? Yeah. Uh, the answer is eBay. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> I think we're all we're all just thinking. We're all just put, picturing this hat in our yeah. minds, and we yeah. can't. Christmas is right around the corner, Ryan. Yeah, yeah that's. And this, and especially in this town. <laughs> um, the Trollolog's eyes are they made of honey? Why, when we see through their point Seriously, of view, or like amber? Yeah, have their eyes just, just solidified. They, their eyes their are just liquid amber. Looks horrible. Yeah. It appears it is so weird. They just got really bad jaundice. Also, why is their point of view so tall? Were we seeing a trollolog on the shoulders of another one? That's when we see it. I hope so. They just look like disfigured people. Um, and I was even like, the cop didn't say it was an animal. Right. You just you just put that out there. He's also, like, that was a well, terrible description left of, of what they girl. look like. They look yes. nothing like people at all. That's <laughs> no. a terrible description. I mean, it looks like a person in a costume. So, you <laughs> right. know what? That guy was right on point, actually. <laughs> you know what's funny, too, about that is the fact that they they mentioned this on the disc that initially they had children playing the trilogues. And they hated oh. it, and the kids were like miserable because, of course, they right. were. Yes. Right. So instead, then they cast little people as the trilogs. But like, it was like they were obsessed with trying to get kids into this thing. Why were they hiring kids? <laughs> oh my God, because and they had a picture of one of them that had all this hair on them and stuff, and it was like, and it's it's not like they were ever standing next to people. Like I didn't get the sense that they were all that much smaller anyway. No, yeah, I, yeah it. 
yeah, baffles that they would even attempt that. But okay. Oh, look at you guys turning on your beloved movie. <laughs> this is terrible. I hate this movie. Wait a minute. We did I'm it, having Teddy. second thoughts. We turned second. them. <laughs> this is not a flawless work of art. Yeah. <laughs> We're just noticing that it, you know, they made some bad decisions along the way of making oh. an absolute classic. That's all, that's all we're saying. Damn it. Damn it. Um, we talk about all the different movies that are in this movie, but like that teddy bear turned its own head, right? That yes. pissed me off. Mm. So, I was so yeah. pissed. That's another movie with I was this. So pissed this off. This isn't about just, that. you were saying yeah. it's a figment of his imagination. Obviously, the actor who plays Jamie was, also does wrong. the voice of Teddy, but he turns his own head. Uh, what? I was so mad about that when the head turned on the bear. It had a motor in it that could turn its no. body parts. <laughs> Mark, and the battery just just no. glitched enough to get the head to turn. No. It was like a really early prototype of a Teddy Ruxpin. No, I don't know Mark. what those are okay. because I'm so young. But <laughs> it was an early prototype and right. that's why the head turned. It was still just Jamie talking to himself. No. The D okay. batteries just spilled out a little bit of that yep. battery yep. acid. It and it was just, it enough, yep. it just enough exactly. of energy to have him turn <laughs> his head. And of course it was four D batteries. That thing weighed <laughs> right. a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie was sitting in the closet with a remote control during the Oh my God. No. Right. So at the right. end, like, where does Teddy go from here? Like, what happens? <laughs> what happens? We know what happens to Jamie. What happens to Teddy? Think it's a movie. Teddy's in that Mark bag, Wahlberg. dude. Teddy's in that bag. He talks to him before that girl pushes him into the pit. So I don't know. Teddy yeah. continues on with the grandparents and becomes a fixture in that household. I hope. I I hope that's true. I hope that Teddy goes on to she pit or lady pit <laughs> oh, or girl yeah. pit. Pit to she yes. pit. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! Yeah, that pit girl comes pit. back. That girl she has finds to come that back. bag. Teddy's yeah. in that bag. She takes him. Now it's hers. Oh. Yeah. Finally, is the pit the best name for the pit? No, it's, it's fine. It's, it's not. What are you gonna call I it? Totally laws? I wish it I would have been fine. called Teddy. Actually, D- didn't you say that it was? That was the original called? title yeah. of the script. Yes, yeah. I actually love the fact that it's called the pit because it, it is kind of a shit title, and probably why this movie gets a little ignored. But it's like, yeah, just it's a shit. T- it's such a dumb title for a wonderfully dumb movie yeah. that is just mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyable from beginning to end. I Let's couldn't get... think of a better name. <laughs> I couldn't. Damn this it. is perfect. A... It's perfect in every way. <laughs> this I might mean, be I... on my top five when we, uh, oh, when we get to the end of the year. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. That's what I was going to ask you. Are you guys ranking these? Well, e- no. every year at the end of every year, we, we do okay. a running top five. All right. Okay. As we go, as we go through. Yeah. What our top fives are, and Mark is suggesting that this could sneak wow, Mark. its way on. We do a running right. top five, but then we also do like the top five of the year, like for which sure. Ones we yeah, liked. yeah. I and mean, this listen, is I I I listen to your show. I know a lot of the movies you guys talk about. It would not be a shocker if this gets into the top five. <laughs> it shouldn't be because yeah. this no. is a great. This I, is this is a great movie. This is I really fun. I really enjoyed it. It's really might, fun. Now it might Disagree. be because this should not it, be in anyone's top five. <laughs> I will be furious if this is someone's top five. It might be because some of the movies that we've watched most recently have not been a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. maybe this one kind of bubbled up, but 
This is this is Mark and Doug and I's Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Oh, so. see, now there's a movie that's hitting the top five. Oh God, no! So that's that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. <laughs> really tough. I was just assuming you were on our side, Doug, but yeah, it turns out I, I was right. Um, let's get let's get into our research here really quickly. <laughs> Doug is the new Erica. I can feel myself slowly being pushed out. I gotta quickly grow a beard. Sorry, just dye my current beard. And <laughs> no, we need you more than ever. Mark is leaving us to go to Doug's That's podcast. Right. So Doug's trying to go to, to keep... Mark is trying to go to stuff. Doug's. I really every two weeks, my schedule, schedule is, is so a confusing. dream come true. <laughs> this uh, this movie comes from one of my favorite eras of New World's history. It's the era of like limbo after Roger Corman sold the company to the new regime, and mm-hmm. they can't they haven't made any movies yet, so. Mm-hmm. They just buy a variety of movies from around the world to just fill their release schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where this comes from. We've (laughs) talked about some of these movies already, such as Striker and Cover Girl. Those are both movies that also came from this era of just grab bag movies from all over the place. And we have many more to get to. And they're just movies that probably cost next to nothing. I just, (laughs) there's no like aesthetic reason. They weren't like, should we order the pit? I'm not sure. Like, we're just like, whatever it costs. What does it cost? Like a hundred grand. Let's just take that. Yeah. Like it was, they were, I love this era. Cause it's just filled with like, just why this? Because it was there yeah. and we needed a movie to fill the slot. I, I know you're, I know you're doing your research. I do have a question. Maybe Please. You, maybe it's in your research. Okay. I just looking for images of this. And you said the original script was titled Teddy. Mm-hmm. I saw a, and why would anyone do fan art for this? I have no idea. I saw what looked like a paperback book. No, yes. Called Teddy. Yes, there is a novelization Whoa. called Teddy. Wow. And based on the original screenplay, and it is very expensive to get on eBay. Like no. I had a buddy oh, send me it. Like it is like a it's a rare paperback it's a, book. It's it's a rare, like it's a rarity. Oh, it's like wow. you know, it's people are like, oh my god, if you can oh. find Teddy, this is like a revered like novel novelization interested because it's also supposed (laughs) to be very dark. It's supposed to like bridge the gap between obviously based more on the Mm. original script and some of the choices made in the movie. And it tries to like make them all work a little bit more, but it's supposed to be a little bit darker. Jamie's even more horrible. And yeah, it is a, it is a treasured uh, novelization. Wow. Yeah. And it covers mostly the librarian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it could. Only one way to find out. Huh. Uh, All right. The Pit it was released in June 1983. So it was originally made in 81 is when it's released in Canada. Released out here in 83. Um, following New World's Savage Attraction, which is a movie they also bought during this period from Australia. And is followed by The Funny Farm. It's another Canadian acquisition that they also picked up during this period. And then Space Raiders, if we remember that. And Deathstalker, both of which Corman produced for the new regime. Oof, Uh, Deathstalker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Are you sure it's not called Deathstalker? (laughs) I mean, uh, because we have seen it, I know it's not. Uh, Though he does. Is Deathstalker the one with Joe Estevez? 
or no? No. Oh no, no. no. Deathstalker's a sword and sandals. Yes, exactly. Like sword and sorcery, whatever. Okay. We've actually we've already recorded that episode. It's just still sitting. It's sitting in the vault. It's It's just uh, just waiting. It's It's in the pit. pit. We're gonna age it to a fine troglodyte, and then we're gonna release it. And then we're gonna release it. Uh, It's there in safekeeping, Uh, and uh, it is about the world's worst person given a magical sword. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so because this is not produced initially by new world, in fact, it is really is produced by amulet pictures, which uh, in fact, the script itself was at one point was almost made by paramount in in the commentary. They talked about how they requested, it got mixed in with unsolicited screenplays and they said, send all those screenplays back and they sent it all out, including the original script for this movie. So they had, they had interest in it. But they oh, sent wow. it away. AIP passed on this film due to the sexuality between the kid and the babysitter, which is odd because it's AIP. So you'd think that that was actually a selling point. But um, uh, so this fell to, to Amulet Pictures, who basically made this in 1982's Spring Fever. That's the only two movies they really made. And of course, this is made out of this big boom that we had for Canadian tax shelter films, which after 1974 allowed investors to deduct 100% of their investment in Canadian feature films from their taxable income. So this brought about a boom in feature film production in Canada, increasing from three in 1974 to a peak of 77 in 1979. (laughs) And this is how New World got movies like Rabid and The Brood and Blackout. This is out of all Mm -hmm. these, these tax shelter movies. Um, for a film to qualify as Canadian, it had to be at least 75 minutes long, have at least one producer and two thirds of the above the line creative team who were Canadian and perform at least 75% of the production and post-production services in Canada. I don't know how this one particularly gets away with it because it's not shot in Canada, but actually in America and Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, as Mark mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. And the reason this is, is the executive producer, John F. Bassett, uh, who used to be a tennis player. He was there in Beaver Dam, apparently for some sort of tennis tournament with his daughter. And that's how he fell in love with Beaver Dam and said, this is where we should shoot this. Uh, wow. So that's why it ended up being there. Stewart, the screenwriter, on says on the disc that uh, he directed the nude scenes because he said that Mr. Director... <laughs> was on set uh oh sorry mrs director was on set and she didn't want mr director to shoot those scenes so he ended up shooting some of the nude scenes but i i saw saw an interview with him i read an interview with him where he said that um the only scene involving nudity the director was allowed to film was the skinny dipping scene because the actress he hired for that part was his daughter well, I don't like that. So that's not that's better. It's not a better that's situation. That's worse. Yeah, that's way worse. So the real, real Dario Argento uh, move, right? Yeah, there. <laughs> right. it is. So the 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 guy in that scene who's swimming in jean shorts, that's one of the producer's sons, and then the director's daughter is the one who takes her top off and swims around. Also, for the record, whoever's decision it was to put a nice slice on the side of those jean shorts. (laughs) Chef's kiss. I know. Chef's kiss. It was so unnecessary. I can see why he might be a little tired because he's swimming around in those jean shorts and he's like, this 
these things weigh a ton as soon as you get those <laughs> things wet this is exhausting yeah. when he turned over and you saw a giant slice i was uh, like boy you really fucked up those cutoffs dude yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really bad cut there yes. oh my god yes awful uh speaking of bassett the producers um stewart said that in his interview that he said to him uh that he said that bassett was a guy who would really tell you what he felt and he felt that they took, and this is his quote, his fantastic script and produced a piece of grade B garbage and then said sorry to Stuart about this mm. situation. So mm. uh, apparently that's how the producer felt. I say you're wrong. So yeah. uh, that's what I think. That's the end of our research. And that comes to the end of the pit. We, uh-huh. have, we have come to the end of the pit. A rope is being brought down. We are now able to scramble <laughs> out of the pit. I'm, I'm just going to stay down here. I'm going to stay <laughs> yeah. down here. I like it here. I'm kind of having a great time. Nice. People, cool people throw me here. candy bars. It's been pretty good yeah. down here. To be so. fair, I'm gone. I fancy myself the old lady in the wheelchair. So. <laughs> you've, you've already <laughs> been, been eating. gone for a while. <laughs> Doug, thank you so much for joining us Doug. and for bringing so us much. the pit. Thank you for having me. This is so great. I really mean it. You ever want to have me back again? Just let me know. I will awesome. do homework. I'll watch something I've never seen. <laughs> Love it. If you want me to bring something else to you, I certainly will. This was a lot of fun. Oh, good. Oh, well, we're so glad best. we have you. Um, everybody, please check out Good Times, Great Movies. It's a great podcast. A lot of fun. Please check it out. Doug, we'd love to have you back at some point. Um, probably, probably just going to be when we do Angel Three, just to force. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so glad that we did this instead of Angel Angel Three. I have the Angel Box set. I just haven't watched any but the first one. (laughs) What a weirdo! He watches them in order. (laughs) I know. know. Well, we did House Two. You know, we like to start at the you know the back end before we go. But I guess we didn't do that with Hellraiser. But we'd already talked about Hellraiser Two on another podcast. That's how we like to do things. We go yeah. backwards. Yeah. It's just a thing that we, we figured out. But, but Doug, thank you again for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, listen to Doug's podcast. Give him a five-star review. Give us a five-star review if you can. Um, we'd really appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. If you, if you, you probably already know. So <laughs> you probably already found us. But uh, if you've listened all the way to the end and you're like, wait a minute, they're on social media? That's something I do also as a young person. And these young people sound terrific. I can't wait to hear more of their delightful commentaries. Uh, so uh, please check us out, follow us, and we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs>